Welcome to the Stories She Sings, where we bring messages of biblical women to life through inspired songs. We hope this podcast will be a place of rest, refuge, and refreshing in the presence of God. Behold, Mother, the wounded warrior. Dear Mother, behold the wounded warrior, even in the tallest, strongest, biggest man. Do not condemn any man for his wounds, visible or invisible. I have a better view, daughter. Why not leave judgment up to me? I will teach you how to judge righteously. I will teach you how to look upon the heart of a man. I will teach you how to see the wounded child and thus come to understand the cause of his inner conflict. The reason I abhor the sin and not the sinner is because I know the sinner. I know who he truly is. My daughter of you, it is required that you forgive all men, but I will forgive whom I will forgive. Come unto me, and I shall make of you an instrument of healing in my hands. I shall pour into your hands the oil of tenderness and gentleness. I shall give unto you sweet oils to bless his wounds and to comfort him. I am the Good Samaritan. You are the innkeeper. It is I who has laid the beaten one upon the pillow beside you. It is I who will recompense you for tending to his wounds. It is I who will behold as you anoint his broken heart with the gift of my pure love. If you come unto me, I shall give you all that you need in order to truly cherish the wounded warrior. I know you hear him wincing out in agony, but know that this is the only way he knows to express the pain he has tried to keep so carefully concealed. Would you like to behold him through the lens of my divine perspective? I have known this noble warrior for eons, my daughter. There is no veil over my eyes. I see that his wounds, although deep, are only temporary. He is not his wounds. He is a perfect son of God who has simply forgotten his identity. You must cease judging that a man is whole and complete just because he is physically strong and healthy. You must cease looking upon the countenance. You must begin to sense and feel the hidden wounds of your brothers, not to pity them, not to hold their wounds against them, but to understand them and to show forth empathy and mercy to them without taking anything personally. Some of the greatest wounds are concealed by the smile upon some of the most handsome of faces. You cannot behold the wounded warrior always at first glance. You must seek for my divine perspective at all times. Instead of judging a brother harshly for his behavior, seek to understand him. Seek to look upon his heart. Seek for clarity from your Father 
as to your purpose in his life. What can you do for him? How can you best support him to become his divine, authentic self? Listen to my voice, and I shall tell you. Sometimes I will counsel you to move out of his way. Other times I may counsel you to dress his wounds. Still again, I may urge you to set righteous boundaries and hold fast to them. Some of my sons are so wounded that they may strike out in an effort to defend themselves. I bid you to cherish this wounded warrior, not his wounds. Others need loving attention in just the right amounts in order to heal from the wounds of the past in the present so that they do not become infected in the future. Cleanse the wounds, my lady. Do not pour salt in them. Simply send all of your brothers brotherly love. Let your bowels be full of charity, especially to those who are of the household of your faith. Then, if a brother strikes out at you verbally, set a righteous boundary. Do not accept dishonor from any man. Instead, bless his wounds with a pure and honest heart. Ask that his heart may be softened so that he might have joy. Ask that you may be an instrument of healing in my hands in his behalf. And yet if I whisper to you that it is suddenly time to walk away, you must honor my divine perspective as well. You are not to become anyone's scapegoat. You are only blessed to minister to him in my name and in my behalf if I permit it. But under all circumstances, forgive him for any trespasses he causes against you. If he determines that he is your enemy, send him messages of love through me. I shall deliver them. If you must turn away because of his rendings of you, do so with my spirit, blessing and supporting you. I am your shield. No evil shall come to you, but that it must first pass through me. If you have tried from every angle to bless him, but you still feel as though you come up lacking, ask me for my divine direction and divine intervention. Before any man was ever a wounded warrior, he was first a knight in the shining armor of light, love, and truth. Most wounded warriors cannot remember when they were the cherished warrior. Be careful not to judge unrighteously. Do not throw the warrior out because he has wounds. Ask me above all to heal him, to hold him, to cradle him, to comfort him, to comprehend him, and to make you a vessel of living waters, an instrument in administering relief to his soul. This shall bring you the heroine's welcome. Once told 
tears may surprise me with sorrow, but laughter still outshines the tears. I will gain from all my losing. I will win if I keep choosing to look for the beauty in each and every your brother woman upon bended knee. Behold him as he gazes up into the smiling face of his heavenly mother. Behold how his eyes of radiant blue focus sincerely and serenely upon her countenance. Do you see how he respects her dignity? Do you comprehend that he beholds the mother of his spirit in grace and beauty? Daughter, you look upon his pure intent with the wonder of a little child. Why do you marvel that my son should behold the mother of his spirit in such reverence and awe? 
Know ye not that my noble and valiant sons are as precious to me as my noble daughters? Do you not comprehend the love of God for both male and female? Oh, if only my daughters could catch the vision of my love for my young brothers. I weep for those of my brothers who doubt their own worth and goodness. I only have you, my daughter, to extend the arms of my mercy unto them. Behold, as she gazes in adoration upon this man-child, she knows who she has created him to be. She knows that he is without spiritual flaw or blemish. She knows his honorable spirit. You see the look of divine familiarity in the gaze that they set upon each other. You are beholding the pure relationship between a mother and her son. What do you perceive from this? To be shown this tender scene is indeed a gift to be cherished. I have allowed you to glimpse into another portal of heaven through a window into a dimension where there is no veil over the son's eyes as he looks upon the mother of his spirit. What do you see, my daughter? What do you see in your brother? I see his perfection. I see him as his heavenly mother's son, beautiful and brilliant. I see that he is beautiful to his mother and that she is perfect in all of her divine femininity and womanhood to him. I see that she gives him, by being his beautiful self, an essence to truly honor, love, respect, and cherish. I see that man will fall upon bended knee when a woman becomes who she truly is. I see that man will honor and revere a woman who is true to her divinity. I see that man will cherish the mother, the daughter, the sister, the woman who is truly honorable. I see that my brother cannot be kept from pure devotion. I see in his eyes the ability to love and to be loved. I see that he is beloved by his creator. I see that he is worthy of her respect, her honor, her love and devotion for the absolutely beautiful creation that she intended him to be. I see no wounds, I see no flaws, I see only wisdom, greatness, stature, bending all at once in humility upon one knee to honor the divine woman who gave him the breath of life. I feel a sense of awareness awakening in my soul for the first time, if ever, in this life where I am beginning to cast away the false notions that girls are favored more than the boys. For I see in this moment, in this glimpse into eternity, that this is not so in the heavens. I see that both son and daughter are alike unto the gods and goddesses. For man is not without woman in the Lord, neither is woman without the man. Neither one is favored above the other. Both are indispensable to the plan of salvation. In this moment, I feel a thousand wounds being healed all at once. I denounce any lingering untruths that have somehow filled my vain imagination that the man is not as precious as the female 
or that the female is not as valuable as the male. I see that this fallacy in my thinking has been ever since my childhood. But now I behold the worth of my brother's soul as seen reflected upon his divine mother's countenance. I will honor my brothers more. I will repent that I ever doubted a single one of them. Each are precious in their own right. Each are precious in her sight. I pray for forgiveness in this moment that I have ever looked upon the countenance and not upon the heart. If only thou wilt give me eyes to see my brothers more clearly, that I may have compassion upon their hidden wounds. If only I may be permitted as I was in this moment to behold their purity of heart as I did my brother in this moment. If only I may be given eyes to see the truth through divine perspective. I am learning to love my brother as I love my sisters now.
cherish thy brothers both in heaven and on earth. My daughter, it is time to lay aside the childhood beliefs that you adopted about the value and virtue of your brothers. In heaven, before you came to earth, you loved your brothers dearly. You saw them in their strength and stature. You stood by many brothers' side, ready to bless, uplift, edify, encourage, and honor. As a little girl born into mortality, you did not have brothers. Your first best friends in life were boys. They made you laugh. They made you smile. They laughed with you. But by the age of six, something began changing. A little boy treated you unkindly, and this wounded your perception of all little boys. The first shadows of disillusionment set in like shadows beginning to cross the sky at sunset. Your perception became more wounded each time you saw one of your brothers treating one of your sisters without tenderness, without gentleness, without honor. Gradually, like many of my daughters, doubt replaced faith in my sons. It was like a gray haze which shadowed the truth and the ability to see my mortal sons for who they truly are. Years passed. I have given you a gift to love all of my children. It was time to unfold the mystery of my pure love for my sons, both in heaven in their spiritual strength and stature, and upon earth in their mortality. How can I awaken my sleeping spiritual giants if my daughters will not forgive them as a whole for what actions they have committed against them in their childhood ignorance? It is time for me to heal you, my daughter, of all misunderstandings, sorrows, confusion, heartaches, and grief that you have borne in behalf of your brothers, your fathers, your sons, and your husband. For when you are made whole through the infinite ability I have to love you, then will you become a clear and sweet instrument in my hands to go and bless your brother, your father, your son, and your husband with divine compassion and empathy. Behold the wounded boy child, how he grew up into the wounded warrior. Bless the wounded warrior and see him redeemed, transformed into the noble son of God that he is in my eyes. The way to wholeness is to create it through your faith. Believe in a man's wholeness and he shall be made whole through the gift of infinite love that I shall pour into your heart for him. For many years, you felt intimidated by your brothers. I have come to dispel the two myths that have held your mind fixed in a checkmate between the two kings. The Black King represents the belief in your mind that men are the more dominant force in the world. The Black King represents your fear of man generated in childhood by some negative experiences you had with men. The White King was the belief that was suppressed in your heart that men can be the most beautiful, pure, and powerful strength in a woman's life. This represents your love of man and the reason you always clung tenaciously to your great desire to have a righteous man in your life. Both beliefs have fought against one another, leading you to be both compassionate and fearful of men. I have come to release you from your checkmate, child. I have come to teach you how to discern between black kings and white kings. 
On the one hand, you have believed that your brothers were more valuable than you, that their opinions mattered more than yours, that they were smarter, stronger, bigger, rougher, and this truly intimidated you. On the other hand, you have believed that your sisters were more precious and priceless unto me. So much is taught to a young girl about the importance of my virtue. This is only half of the equation. To teach only this is to teach a partial truth. A partial truth is but a lie. Why do these false teachers not emphasize the needful quality and character trait of virtue among my sons? For it is by the virtue and the power of the priesthood in me that I have given my noble sons the privilege and honor of holding in my name, that they shall be given the power to perform miracles, to cast out devils, to command the lame to dance, the blind to see, the deaf to hear, to give blessings of comfort, to speak in my name, to perform healings and bring the dead back to life, all through the virtue of the priesthood, which is by the infinite power of light, love, and truth.
My child, you will rest safe and warm beneath my wing. My daughter, if you will wear the robe of mercy that I am offering you, be encompassed about in its softness and energetic thickness, you will be kept warm, sheltered from all the fiery darts of the adversary. Here now, allow me to hold it open for you. Put your arms into the billowy sleeves and snuggle into the warmth of my love. Feel the softness beginning to soften the hardness of your heart. Feel the gentle strength of love's increase flowing about your shoulders, relieving the heavy mantle resting there. There now, my daughter. I shall not leave you comfortless. You are carrying a cross for me by carrying the load of your son's welfare upon your back. Let me lift it from your back to mine. Allow me to carry this cross for you. It is mine alone to bear. Let me fill your ears with the song of redeeming love so that his idle insults cannot penetrate your heart nor wound your mind. Be filled with joy. Be filled with mirth. Be filled with a divine sense of humor. Be encircled by my pure love for you. Here now is a little robe, smaller for your son, your brother. His sins are not as cumbersome as yours. He does not have as many to cover. Hold it open for him, even as I have held this robe open for you. You are a robe carrier, mother. You are the one I have called to this honorable position. You are the one who can best bless your son, your brother, with an increase of my pure love. For now, do not teach him the doctrines. His mind is closed. Just show him the pure love of Christ. Show him an increase of love. Give him double and tell him one portion is from you and the other portion is from me, his elder brother. Before you process anyone other than yourself, you must first prayerfully inquire of the Lord. You must find out if you are a clear instrument, free of blame and shame for the child you are striving to assist. First you must ask, do I have a divine stewardship in the life of this individual? If the answer is no, it may be that you are not a clear vessel. If ye have not the Spirit, ye shall not teach. Or it may be that you are not emotionally distant enough to see my perspective clearly. It may be that you do not yet have a divine perspective on this individual and his circumstance. Do you have any preconceived judgment about this person that might block the flow of the current of my spirit? Sometimes it's easier to see a perfect stranger more objectively than your own flesh and blood. 
Sometimes it may just be in your stewardship to share your testimony of a principle with Him and invite them to ponder your experience and how if they were to apply this principle in their life, in what ways it might benefit them. Spreading your enthusiasm about the principles you have grown to love and honor is a delicate process as you do not wish to drive those sheep who are not ready to receive the pleasing word of God further out to pasture. Fill them first with unfailing love, for this love shall never fail.
Empress went before me, musicians in the Civil War. A civil war for which they fought, for truths that they adored. With fife and drum they marched into face to fear with faith. The bugler's call to protect all. The music led the way My father's were God's patriots His song kept the beat With their drums helped men overcome Their fears without retreat A captain in one man I never knew He fought with strength and honor Let others do fight too Men of God's battalion Fought on that battlefield With shield of faith, with sword of truth Courage held virtue dear Their eyes single to God's glory They fought in days of yore The scenes have changed Cause the same our fathers fighting as before My fathers marched before me on my heart, they wrote their song To do my part, to cheer men's hearts My hope in Christ beat strong Becoming of one heart, one mind God's angels well attend His own son is preparing now God's children to defend Fathers Precious brothers, in this the darkening hour, who will fight God's cause against Satan's flaws, who will foil the tempter's power, for peace sublime, this gladsome rhyme, warring angels protect you. One thousand years is coming, march on for light and truth. Battalion fight on that battlefield with shield of faith, with sword of truth, muster courage, hold virtue dear. I single to God's glory, fight as in days of yore. The scenes have changed, the cause the same. Our heroes forevermore. Oh, our saviors on Mount Zion. 
marching to the beat with fife and drum this world or come march to the mercy seat in the air your voices linger the sound is bittersweet the music i hear playing the sound of marching But on that battlefield With shield of faith, with sword of truth Mustered courage, held virtue dear They're fighting for God's glory They fought in days of yore The scenes have changed, the cause the same Pray forevermore My sons need to know who they truly are. They need to awaken and arise to the wonderful invitation I have given them to come, follow me, and to be healed every whit. They need to be filled with divine comprehension that when they sacrifice their virtue to even look upon a woman to lust after her, that they sacrifice their virtue even their ability to perform miracles in my name until they truly repent. Those of my sons who think it a harmless little thing to look at the media, the pictures, the enticements via the internet, delude themselves into thinking that they are without spot or blemish. My sons stand in need of healing. The battlefield which I showed you in vision where there were numberless ranks of women and children laying wounded, reaching through the darkness for me, were those women and children whose fathers and husbands have been caught in the onslaught of moral destruction through the media, through the abominable scourge of pornography. Many women have been emotionally discarded and abandoned to raise the children in righteousness, while the fathers, husbands, brothers and sons have been following a deteriorating course that will only lead to spiritual and emotional destruction of the family. My daughters are being left broken-hearted by the spiritual death of their brethren. No more are men lulled out of captivity by the spirituality of their wives. Their hearts have been darkened by the sins that do so easily beset them. Fleeting are the days when a man revered a virtuous woman as a gem to be prized, polished, and valued. Who can find a virtuous man? For his price is far above gold and silver and all precious gems. Oh no, how I honor the sanctity of womanhood. And equally do I value and cherish the noble son of God, 
who values and prizes his own virtue and flees the hand of the seductress, whether on the screen, in virtual reality, or in reality itself, for the price of one vain imagination, I am fighting the battle to heal my wounded warriors. Look deeply into the eyes of a doubting sister who cannot forgive her brother for the hidden wounds he caused her in her childhood. See how great her need for the healing atonement. The atonement can be felt in the moment, but few rarely know how to apply the healing balm of Gilead to their wounds, much less anyone else's. If she has not been healed of her disgrace and disillusionment with her brother, how can she trust the blessing he bestows upon her head if it descends to the hands that once hurt her and never repented of the harm done? So it is with you, my daughter. You grew to mistrust men even while you yet valued them. You both fear and honor man. It puts them in a powerful position. In fear you have submitted when you should have instead stood and risen in your strength and stature. Other times you have negated your brother's pure intention by judging him when you should have shown him mercy. Thus, I must bless you with the clear vision of each one of your brothers on earth. I must bless you with a vision to start you on that path that will heal and lead you to a full and complete embracing of your wounded brother, the wounded warrior. For many little boys were taught that their feelings weren't as valuable as the feelings of little girls. On the one hand, they saw a mother comforting their sisters when they cried, and on the other hand, many of my sons were taught that they must suppress their emotions and their tender feelings. Thus many of my sons learned to suppress their emotions to such a deep degree that they became insensitive, past feeling not only to their own emotions, but to the tender and chaste feelings of their sisters, wives, mothers, and daughters. It is time to behold the Son of God in His beauty and to accept the gift of His emotions. Heroes, welcome. A letter from your ministering angels. We've all fought at least one private battle, gone at least one extra mile, taken at least one road less traveled, reached for at least one unreachable star. We've all overcome at least one temptation, dried at least one tender tear, danced at least once like no one was watching, comforted at least one childish fear. We have all claimed one unsung victory, have fallen at least one too many times, only to rise up and cling to our swords, each one of us loved when love this is a hero's welcome for the one forgotten in the fight, the one who stands in the heat of battle, the one marching on for truth and for right. This is a hero's welcome for that one nameless unsung soul who 
reaches when his arms are too weary to press on to the impossible goal. We've all faced at least one small defeat with courage met some disgrace, with a smile wistfully wished on least one falling star, met least one fiery trial face to face. Each one of us has fought silent battles on at least one stage in our mind, has been an angel to someone at least once upon a time. Each one deserves a hero's welcome for that one small victory, deserves at least one red badge of courage, at least one reward from the one who can see all those times you've kept on trying to fight all those battles, to win all those wars when the enemy kept knocking all those times upon your heart's door your heart has not fallen, for all the times with courage endured, for all the times your feet have kept marching, for all those years with eyes teary and blurred. Yes, you deserve that hero's welcome. You weren't forgotten in the fight. You persevered in the heat of battle. You kept marching for truth and for right. The angels give you this hero's welcome. We sing to you, sweet unsung soul. Our arms are reaching. Yours are too weary to. We'll carry you towards your heavenly goal. The angels lift you high on their shoulders. While heaven cheers like no one can hear. They dance. The mortals aren't watching. They cheer for you. One glorious cheer. They applaud you like no one is listening. While that God you have not seen whispers one word that you've never heard. Little child, come running with me. You are cradled upon that one bosom. He whispers one word in your ear that makes this one moment seem perfect. The one word you've been waiting to hear. And it crowns you with this one lost blessing, the one you tried all your life hard to find. Mercy is yours, the one prize you've obtained for loving like love was blind. Now he points to the souls unnumbered, who you loved without question for his cause judged that they were less valued, never counted their weakness or flaws. Souls you loved throughout your life's battle, souls you helped to win their life's wars, when the enemy kept on calling, with their hearts hidden wounds turned to scars. You were the one that made that one difference, your smile the one that lit up their way. One word, the prayer that you whispered. Your song turned their night into day. For this, a hero's warm welcome. From small things comes that which is great. And 
on the banner that's waving in heaven. The word mercy. It's never too late. You perhaps thought your soul missing in action. You dreamed your heart a prisoner of war. But the glad tidings the angels are writing you. The hero's welcome. We shall.